Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Now, so I've, I've new tea for you this time. What's this show called? Three cups, please. Yeah, go on. Take, grab a cup there now. Okay. And, yeah, uh, thank you. Tell me what you think of that. It's darker in colour now than the previous well, cup the last, tea that we last had. last was green tea with elderflower. Right. Okay. Which is the, 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 hmm. This has definitely got berries like strawberries or... Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. That's, oh. And there's vanilla in this. Licorice? No. Oh, this is sweet. Hmm. <laughs> Mixed berries and... This is, yeah, berries. Chia seeds isn't it? or something. There's, there's strawberry. I think I preferred the other one, but yeah, um, this is nice. There's definitely strawberry or raspberry or something in it. It's lovely. Blackberries, very, very maybe. Very fruity, but just not but, overly fruity. No, but the, it's not fruity. What like, do you say when you're drinking tea? Not overly fruity. No. <laughs> what would you say? Mm, there's an amalgamation of... There's. Mm, it smells fruitier than it tastes. There's a hint of gooseberry meets blackberry. Mm. It's meets dundry. What is it? Um, it's... It's black tea with strawberry. Strawberry, yeah. But the black tea gives it that kind of... Uh, yeah, there's a, a solid base and the strawberry just finishes it off completely. Have you gone away from the double espresso in the morning? No, I have to have a double espresso every morning, but that's just... Uh, yeah, it's nice. So, come here to me. I'm thinking about uh, fairy tales, right? And the wisdom of fairy tales. Like, they say that all these great stories like Jack and the Beanstalk and the... What are the other ones? Uh, oh, the Rapunzel, Rapunzel, throw down your hair. hair. What's that one? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, but the, the, Rapunzel, the, it's called. No, that yeah. Rapunzel is in the tower. She, the beanstalk is the beans. Jack and the beans. Jack and the beans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's Rapunzel's one called? Her hair. Rapunzel. It's Rapunzel, is what it's called. Is that the name of the drama? Yeah, the, the, the drama. drama. The, is that the name of the short story? The fairy tale. The fairy tale. Well, Rapunzel. She, her hair grows. Yeah, do you she remember she doing those puts in first class? The tower. Rapunzel, Rapunzel, throw down your hair. Yeah. Starring Leonardo DiCaprio, is it? Yeah, um, and she, her hair has, has got the strength. And they climbed it. up and... Or something, but anyway, that, that, there's, that they're supposed to be about other things. Yes. That the, that's the vibe of them, that they present on one level as Goldilocks going into the house and finding one bed and another bed and the best bed and another breakfast and another breakfast and the best breakfast and all that. But it's actually about uh, the... Uh, Exploitation of the working class. <laughs> For God's sake! Great yeah. one. So, By what one pro- have you been pro- thinking about? What's Jack and the Beanstalk representing? Well, so the shaft the, the, would, would the would it be the a, magic tree that goes up to the sky? The stalk would be your your. It would be power. Be puberty. Puberty. You get the first big horn, and at the no, it wouldn't. Uh, no, nothing to do with that. Of course, it does. Your, your man went off to the fair to buy the magic beans. No. He, he didn't. No, he didn't. His mother. So his mother. He's the father isn't there. How do you know the father wasn't there? Yeah, because that's the story. The story. The story is just. Right, like, go the and father. read the was story. He off war or something. No, he was just gone. He didn't have a father. So he didn't, didn't have, have a, a father. So there's already there's a connotation that he was fatherless. Yes, not a connotation. He was. He was fatherless. But is that in this? My, is that once upon a time there's a boy with no father? <laughs> is that what the start of the show? It's not Tommy. It's once upon a time there was a farm. Once upon a time, a lot ago, a boy called Jack who was living with his mother because his father eloped with the neighbour. Or he might have been dead. It doesn't say. Who says? Right. So then the story is: so they only have one cow. Yes. And the mother says, "We've no food now. 
we need to sell the cow. Reminds me of my childhood. Really? <laughs> so go into town and get a good price for the cow because we're poor. And Jack goes in and he meets this magical mystery tramp by the side of the road who says to him, I'll give you these magic beans for that cow. Never mind your money inside in the market. And Jack says, that sounds like a great plan. So he comes home with magic beans and the mother baits the fucking head of him. <laughs> with the frying pan. And she, took the, she takes the magic beans and she throws them out the window. Next morning, Jack wakes up and there is this cock to the sky. There's a shaft. There's a stalk going from where the beans fell up above the clouds. So he climbs up the shaft. Can I, co- can I sit on your lap when you're telling me this story? <laughs> so he climbs up the shaft, which is, you know, yeah. it's all about sex. No, and it's not. Puberty. You're the only no, person I, don't think there's anything I would say that has ever Phallic symbol. Phallic symbol. No, it is not. He climbs up to the top of the shaft, right? And he's in this other land. He comes to a big castle. A little woman answers. How are you? Jack says, I'm starving. Any chance of some food? She says, come on in. But there's a giant coming home. And if he finds you in here, he'll go mental. Jack hides, uh, has a bit of food. The giant comes home. The giant takes out a chicken that lays golden eggs. The giant falls asleep after his dinner. Jack steals a golden egg. He goes up the next time, steals another golden egg. He goes up the third time and he fucking steals the chicken. The giant wakes up, chases him down the beanstalk. Jack is at the bottom. As the giant is descending, Jack cuts the beanstalk down with an axe and they all live happily ever after. And the mother says, that chicken actually belonged to your father. So that's... (laughs) So there there was the reference to the father. That's the story. But it means something else. I don't know what it means, but it means something else. It's it's about puberty and it's about... But why is it about puberty? You're the only person that would take that from it, would you? Well, Jack, could you have a, could Jack, you, Jack could, was only a young lad and he was given a big task to win to town. Could you have a more obvious phallic symbol? Or like, Just because it's a stalk. But when is young lads these days given that responsibility to go in and sell the cow in town? But like, not now. You can't even get a lad to go down to a fucking centre to get a chicken roll. No. You can't say... You're too literal, Hector. No, but you can't. What, what other connotations are coming out of Jack and the Beanstalk? What about James and the Johnny Peach? sexual. Look, I, I'm saying, I, but what I'm saying to you is, I is don't. Is that he had big balls or something? Who? Yeah, testicular cancer. <laughs> yeah, James and the Giant Peach. I don't know what these stories about, but I wrote some fairy tales. You did. Yes, and I want to know if you can get the meaning behind them. Okay then. Okay. It, there's, 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 there's what happened. These are based on fairy tales, but I've done my own twist in them. Halfway through, I change the subject or I change. The I have to say, it's always better when you. Um, I watched. We discussed a, few, a week ago about a program that you watched about being locked up in jail. Yes, banged up. Yeah, but I watched. Did you watch it? it? I have to say, your narration of it was far superior than the actual program itself. So I would rather watch it. Um, Vicariously through you in future. Okay. Well, this, these, so can, this is why the story these, will be much these are the more fairy exciting. T- tell me, do you get this first fairy tale? Right. Okay. Okay. Now, once upon a time, there was a nice pot of fat under an altar inside in a church, and was put there by a cat and a mouse to tide them over the winter. Are you with me so far? Yes. Okay. That's the first line. One day in the middle of spring, didn't the cat come and lick the top of it? Now, it's supposed to be for the winter, but this is in the spring this happened. The cat came and licked the top off it. And the mouse was watching through the stained glass window and he didn't say a word. Another day, the cat came in and ate half the fat. And the mouse was looking in through the stained glass window and he didn't say a word. The last day, the cat came in and he ate the whole lot of it. And the mouse came up and says, hey, you're after eating all the fat. And the cat ate the mouse. And the priest was outside putting flowers on the graves. Now for you. So it definitely had a start. It, it had a middle, but the end... It reminds me of parish churches around the country. Oh, is that a great story? Now, what now can that? we break that down? What are you getting off that? Okay, so the cat was the... Symbolised the getting, wealth getting, and the... Yeah. Yes, Lorita. Yes. And, and the, the poor, mouse was just a poor yeah. person Ordinary going to mass. Looking in the window. Putting in the money into the, the basket. The fat, yes. The fat cat licks the fat while yeah. the poor parishioner looks in the window. And what yes. was the priest doing? Ignoring it all. Let me read the last line again. Read it again. The last line is, and the priest was outside putting flowers on graves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was pretending. He he, he didn't know what was happening. He was letting it all happen. He was more interested in the dead than the living. Oh, Lord. And he was showing off. Look at him putting flowers on the grave. And the great priest. And who cared for the cat? Or for the mouse? Nobody. Nobody. That's it. Story time with Tom. When I worked for Cloche Naveen, when I left, when I failed in Trinity University, 
I went and worked for Colossian Naveen, the summer college crowd that I went for. And they had a, a few quid in the bank. And they bought a big building in Monkstown for Clifton Terrace. And it was one of these mad Georgian big houses that looked out on Monkstown Dart Station and out on Dunleary Harbour. And it was four floors. And on the top floor, there was a whole sort of an area where people from... They the must co- have been raking it in. There was thousands of children going to Colossian Naveen in the height of it. Teenagers. Yeah. Four or five or six thousand kids through the 70s and 80s and yeah. 90s. Three months of the year. Three months of the year, two months of the year. And the price was going up back in the day and would have cost 50 quid to go to the Gaeltuck when you started or 30 quid back in the 70s, going up to 200 to 400. Got more expensive, but there was a lot of money being made. There was thousands of kids going to Colossian Naveen. It was the biggest Gaeltuck summer school in the country and I was involved in it. I was started working with them. But this house in Clifton Terrace and any time I drive by, near the Purty Loft, the Purty mm. Kitchen, as you drive along the seafront, the Lambert Puppet Theatre was right beside it. I'll never forget that Bosco and the mm. Lambert. Wonderly Wagon. Wonderly Wagon. And what's his name, Ted? What? What's his name, the dog? Was it George? No, no George. 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 Oh, George. Yeah. Oh, you got one. All right, you. There's a judge in every bar, isn't there? How you doing now? Did you win the football, <laughs> did you? Did you feed the dog, oh, did oh. you? Ask uh, Quo. Uh, what was it? Look, one, look for a safe place. Two, two don't, don't hurry, stop and wait. Three, look all around you before you cross the road. Remember, let all the traffic pass you. Six and walking straight across you. Six and walking. That's the safe course code. <laughs> anyway, Judge. they were Lambert Puppet Theatre, and out the back. There was a garden and a photocopying machine, the garden shed. Because there was so much paraphernalia around the summer colleges back then, they were running 10 and 12 colleges at a time Mm. during the summer. Thousands of kids. I started working full-time for them. So for the first one, I was looking for accommodation. I stayed on the top floor of this Georgian house in this sort of a dorm area with about nine single beds. Lads from the country could come up and if there were our son, Lakusha, all for the cause, you could stay on the top floor. And the top hat in Dunleary was there where bands were playing and the Purty Kitchen and we were down in Dunleary in a place called Scots and a disco bar and Southside Dublin and that was my Goggins's pub was my was my home and all this. So I lived there for a couple of months. It was a massive there was always this sweep. And did they charge you? No, because I was working for Colossian Naveen. In I, the summer? Yeah, and in the winter time I would head off with my small on my back and for a Monday I'd be in Castle Carrick Macross. On a Tuesday I'd be in Castle Blaney. On a Wednesday I'd be in Dundalk. What teaching? Teaching them during the winter to keep them in these youth clubs, Osgoilga. Okay. So I would go to so instead of them losing all their Irish during the yeah, summer, yeah. Colossian Naveen were different. I was a Timra, which is like an old style travelling teacher who would keep it all going. So all the kids from Dundalk and that area that went to the colleges would come to a youth club area like a hall in the local parish hall. And then I'd have seven to nine o'clock. We'd have Cayley, we'd play sport, we'd have a chat, all Australia. So we'd keep their Irish during the winter. So I was on, I did that for four years. I would travel in the northeast of the country, Carrick Macross, Castle Blaney, Dundalk. And how would you go from place to place? Bus, bus, bus up and hang around and go to a place called the Green Mountain Castle. And Castle. would you stay in those places for the night? Stay, stay in those places in B&Bs and I'd find places that would do a good lunch and I'd be in the town at about... And they'd give two. you a couple of quid for doing this, would they? Yeah, I was paid. Okay. I, I, I was paid. I was paid maybe a hundred quid a, a week at the time or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> but I was a young volunteer for the cause. Oh, yeah. You know, it was for the cause. So, Clifton Terrace used to be brilliant. You were like the Martin McGuinness of... Language. The language. Let's just say there were a lot of volunteers. Oh. We were all mad into Irish. But yes. the crack was good. There was a little kitchen at the back of it, but there was four floors. Down the bottom, there was a little sort of a tuck shop. A couple of English soldiers. Tucked <laughs> <laughs> away. Tied to chairs. There was a pool table right down in the basement, in the dungeon, down deep, deep, deep under the ground. This was one of these Georgian houses. Worth millions. Oh, yeah. Millions. The culture lawn was just up the road where it was this... The, the epicentre of all things Irish and music was the cultural and Kyoltus Kyoltori Air and Headquarters was only three streets away. Skull Lurkon, one of the first ever Gael Skulls in Ireland, the Hothouse Flowers went there, was just up the road as well. So even you were in Monkstown, a real Southside Dublin area, there was loads of mm. Irish. From Skull Lurkon, they created Colosh to Isagon and Colosh to Own two of the most well-known biggest secondary schools in the country. And anyway, so I, that was where I was hanging out. But the the, the building was huge and because there were so many kids going to the Gaeltacht, they would have an office and I would have keys to all the stuff. And 
when I knew I was leaving Closhnaveen to go to live on the Aran Islands and I'd done my four years as a Timra, I'd saved £5,000. What? £5,000 I had in an Irish permanent account. You spent four years doing that? Four years travelling wow. the country, yeah. So you had 5,000. I had 5,000 well pounds saved in the Irish permanent and done That's a lot of money then. Yeah, because I, I was getting a per diems. Like they would give me 20 pounds or 10 pounds per day for for dinner or whatever. They would pay my B&B. I was saving because I was living in the room, living in the house. But it was it was always a thoroughfare of lads coming in off the bus and girls coming here. And look, the crack was good. The crack was really good. And it was always like I would have... Many, many romances around that time of girls that I'd met in the Gaeltacht and then they'd come up for a weekend to Dublin and it was, and all, it was almost like a hippie. It was almost, if I can... A it, commune. It was, it was like a commune. Yes, now you've got it. There was, a, there was many, many girls from Dundalk and Leitrim was a great... Leitrim was a great well. Now, would they not have different fertility. derelict dialect down there? There was one girl that would come from Leitrim all the time. And <laughs> go on. Once or twice a month. Oh, she was, she was regular. She was a regular, yeah, yeah, and she'd come up to Dublin. What was her name? I can't remember. Some of, we were all Irish of, names. Yeah, I can't. I don't know her name. Sheikra. No, it wasn't like that. Lechra Gale. Lechra Gale. Anyway, so anyway, it was all a mad commune type girl. Girl, get brilliant. But at night time, all the office workers. Were Moira, who used to run the front office in this big Georgian, and she'd have all the students, all their information, all their application forms. Every time you go to a course, there'd be your marks, there'd be little pictures of you. It was like there was a dossier on tens of oh, thousands the of students. CIA so, like, <laughs> so, so that would be in Moira's room, and she would lock it. Oh. And Moira would be in charge of all the hello, Kalosh Naveen, Kiahwilto. Hello, I'm Riggy from Longford. I'd like to send my two teenagers to Garwalia for July. Okay then. Have you ever been at the college before? No, we've never. Okay, we'll send you out the forms and we get yeah, you in. Yeah. So there was money. It was churning money. Churning. There was 14 or 15 people employed full time, right? Jesus. And then the bosses used to work, live on the, or had their offices overlooking Dunleary Harbour. And they'd have big plush offices on the third floor. And this was like... This is like 1989, yeah, 88, 89, 90. I moved to the Aran Islands, 91. So anyway, at night time, there's only me and another lad and we'd have to run of the house. A four-storey Georgian house in Monkstown. We'll be round in Goggins' pub by six o'clock, drinking pints of cider. And Tom Dunn from Something Happens is sitting over in the corner in a paisley shirt. And we'll be going. Because I'm mad into emotional fish. Something happens. Take a parachute and jump. Yeah. Uh, he was a, that was his local. So it was brilliant. Anyway, back then we'd go to the house and people would stay over. And it was like, it was just it was like faulty towers. It was just madness to be people running down stairs half naked and... <laughs> People coming out of rooms. And <laughs> be, Freddie used to stay with us the odd time as well. Freddie used to pop in. So there was mayhem, mayhem at night. Mayhem at night. So anyway, when I knew I was going, I said, I'm going to see what I need to take from here. Oh, as, as, in, as, as collateral in case. No, no, not really collateral. But I knew they had a dossier on me because I had been going to that since I was nine years of age. I'd given my, all my teenage years. I devoted it to Kalosh Naveen from the age of nine till the age of 20, 22, 23. It was my life. So you wanted to redact all the information. So in I wanted to see where was my... So I went into the office. I snuck in. I got the key of the office one night. I went into Maura's office. Massive big Georgian door. Two o'clock in the morning. Torch. And I knew, and I knew that somewhere... It was like um, big rule books, was it? Yeah, there were, I have it. I stole it. And I knew that my file... From when I was a little boy, yeah. and Trina's handwriting, oh no, 30, and notes and all, and notes about me, and pictures of me as a thirteen-year-old, oh, and pictures of me as a ten-year-old. You have to have a like. There was a dossier on the children. This was Kalosh Naveen was. This was fairly hardcore. If you spoke one sentence of English in Rule One you College, shot. you were gone. Like I am. Don't. I am is a full sentence. There was. It was fairly. People were being sent home religiously and regularly because they spoke. And then the continuous, defiant speaking of English means expulsion. Yeah. And this is explained to the parents. Okay. Then you go to Rule 2. If you didn't have good Irish, you go to Rule 2 colleges where you are trained to, okay. go, to go to Rule 1. So Ratcarn was a Rule 2. The continuous, defiant, open speaking of English will mean comp exp immediate expulsion. So I worked my way through Rule 2. 
got better at Irish after three years and Rakharn went to Garbally College for four years, three years in a row. Lived in in, in, in Garbally three summers or four summers in a row where I was speaking in Rule 1. My Irish was great. But I knew there was a dossier on me and I went into this. Uh, I knew. I it's was like in, a medical I went report. into the office. I had a run of this massive, spooky Clifton Terrace for Ardon Clifton. So I was in there one night, opened the door and I knew then that I knew because going in and out tomorrow, I would bring her in Swiss roll and I'd wine her and dine her and go, Moira, kia will too. Come on, Hector, kia will too. Oh, tamay gimak tanishkuk mwinichan. Or wala kup on teisal and imor me kentam on a bus. So I'd have to go into bus hours, but before I'd have a cup of tea and I'd sit in her office. And then I'd say, Moira, call in the shan files. What's that in the shan? Call in the shan files, Moira. And what's that in the files? Oh, nidig, shock to walk, shock to knee, ochto, ochto hain, ochto do, ochto. Ah, Hector, tan the shan files, I'd say, go to Tokyan. She, just, she opened this went over to the corner of the room she loved filing cabinets and she would pull out a filing cabinet and meticulously she would have files and dossiers on every child that went through the hands of Colossian Naveen the children that sang out Ron Naveen oh, yeah. Bolfinian men because back when you had to go to Colossian Naveen I had to learn the mass in Irish I had to learn the creed in Irish <laughs> Gnedjadhuldrantalavmarnitranyavmarnitranyavmarnitranyavmarnitranyavmarnitranyavmarnitranyavmarnitranyavmarnitranyavmarnitranyavmarnitranyavmarnitranyavmarnitranyavmarn
there's a you'll see pictures of me and all. Oh, oh my god! Show look, show, look at the pictures of me as a twelve year old. You're tall, Hector, for your age. Look, there's my pennies. There's my pennies jumper. You're and all then, the style now, Hector. You look like a you look like a next model. Keep going back. We were all, the Kyogans were always thin. The Kyogans were always thin until we found weights. But there's pictures of me as a tiny little boy. Seven and eight years of age. Listen, I'm afraid to move this stuff in case it gets... Uh... Isn't that mad the dossier kept on you? And then there's comments on it. There's a lovely comment. Ladin Byog Rua. A poem? No, this... <laughs> that does, it's one of my... One of the principles... That's of the, beautiful, Hector. One of the principles of the, of the place said... On your quotes, like a, what? What was the report card? Yeah, 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 it's yeah. just like a big massive report. So they card. say at the back here, Gotta nine, be 1980, nineteen. Look at, look at me, look at, look, look. Sure. You look, you look sensitive, Hector. And I don't remember you as being sensitive at all. Sensitive. What the? Look, 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 look. There's look. Show us that one. Look at that one. Beautiful boy. Fine. And then it says, "Ladin Bjog Rua August Nyart Gaelgege," at nine years of age. Wow. Well, that was. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. But anyway, um, how did you end up with that now, today? So you took, it from, you took it from that place and you brought it out to Inishmian with you. No, I didn't take this with me. So this is, is this my, your mother's letter? This is my mother's handwriting. And when I look at my mother's handwriting, I see her face. Yeah. Do you see? Would you get that? Would, do you find anything? Well, bring right me right back. Yeah. Bring you right back to you. My mother loved writing. My mother, all Irish mums had lovely. And they'd lovely handwriting. Yeah. Okay, so here it is. This and is, it was all joint. This is up Trina. This is fucking Lord rest you, Trina. But this is her handwriting. Tommy, date is on the top. Give it the whole. Shebang. So um, the date is the tenth of the fourth, nineteen eighty four. So we're talking God. before Live Aid. We're talking before who's Mexico on, who's World on, Cup. Who's on top of the pops? Uh, Bananarama. Midjour. three. Ultra The specials. Specials. <laughs> 1984. Dear Sir, enclosed is the remainder of Derek's D-E- Oh yeah. Derek's fee from Colosh de Forek, also 30 quid, to be taken off Shane's fee for Garwalia as I have three students involved in Colosh de Naveen. Total 460 Quid. A lot of money. I'm finding it hard to have it all paid in time. I will clear the remainder as soon as possible. Thanking you, Trina Kyogan. How does that make you feel God reading that Almighty. back now? She was the woman that made the decision for her boys to go to the Gaeltacht. Yeah. And she was the woman that opened the door for my Irish language. Yeah, yeah. She was the woman who said... Do you think like... At now, nine oh years God, of age, Louisa, like, yeah. at nine, she sent us away. I was gone at nine to Tivri, Johnny and Rakarn, even though it was only 14 miles away. And was she an Irish speaker herself? She or heard was it that when she was younger. Okay, so she, she wanted you to be good at it. speaking it back at the back of tune yeah, when she was yeah. younger. And she didn't get the opportunity to and do it. she said, so my she boys, my boys will have the Irish language. What but just reading that now, isn't that would nearly make you emotional absolutely. thinking that like... Absolutely. Do you know what she must have had to do for all that money? And that was huge work money back then. That she would have had to do to make sure that that was paid. Yeah, 
and it, every year the, the the price of the summer college got more expensive. Like and, that's and a sure, lot of money. Now, now that'd now, be now, like. Now I'm sure we can come euro. to some sort of an arrangement to clear the remaining debt, if you know what I mean. Thinking of you, three. <laughs> I did not say that. Do you know it's a, it's a thousand euro now? It's a thousand. That's why euro. they kept Hector upstairs. <laughs> My goodness! He was washing the dishes. Uh, it's God, a, and then and then I started running the the clubs in Dublin. But that would be like fifteen or hundred euro now, or at twenty like years of age, four hundred and sixty quid in nineteen eighty four. Would have been even more than that now. After doing two or three years touring the northeast, like a little travelling Wilbury, I got I became in charge of the Dublin clubs. So Dublin was where most of the oh, students see, Hector, were. See, you could have been the leader of the free world. So I'd world. have a club in Clontarf, I'd have a club in Clondalk, and I'd have a club in, we'd use Glenalbin, Glen which is the home of the Kilmacud Croaks. So every Tuesday I'd be in Clontarf, every Thursday I'd be in Clondalk, and every Wednesday I'd be in Glenalbin. So I used to run the Dublin clubs. And then on a Friday night, I would have the, the youth club Osquelga in Clifton Terrace, where there were hundreds of teenage Gaelgory coming. And we had such good fun. And some of the lads that I that I were under my stewardship, where they were Kuntori and Ard Kinry, they went from Kuntor. I found them as Dalty. They were really good Irish speakers. Then they became a Kuntor. Then they became an Ard Kuntor, a high prefect. And some of them then went on to work for Colossian Naveen. But one of them in particular, a lad called Julian Despawn, who used to come to my club on a Friday. And I kept giving them the reins and saying, now next week we'll do it. We'll do it. Not Squalia. We'll do a little improvised or next week we'll have a fancy dress Osquelia and that young lad has been the head of Conan Osquelia for the last 10 years and he's one of, he is the best one of the great movement people in Ireland Julian the Spawn is his name he's been the head of Conan Osquelia he's taken Conan Osquelia what's his surname? <coughs> Julian the Spawn the Julia Spawn the Spain Julian Spain. Spain oh right okay you'd know him he's got frizzy funky hair he's a great great man and he's taken Conan Aguilga from the back streets of round Dublin Calcutta to fucking rising as we need more funding and we need the Irish language he's, a, he's an amazing man and I met him as a 14 year old student and he was under my tutelage one of my many protégés vo- many one of my many volunteers that are still her son Nakusha. And what, what, happened, what has happened to Clausen Naveen? Clausen Naveen is still going, but really? it's downsized because they used to take over boarding schools like Flannan's, yeah. Jarlitz, St. Mary's, Garbally. They used to take over Knockbyog, Knockbeg in Carlow. They used to, and then they took over Warrenstown Agricultural. They bought Warrenstown Agricultural College. In the north? Yeah, no, uh, uh, Warrenstown. Warrenstown near Gormanstown. Okay. <clears throat> and they would also Warren have. Warren Point, I'm thinking of. <clears throat> they would have two of their main local dialect places was Ratcairn and Rossmuck. And that was the Gaeltacht ones. And then they would have boarding schools all over the country. So by the time, when I was 15, I was hanging around the boarding schools at night time <coughs> in St. Mel's in Longford. And oh, like it was, a, I was on an adventure from the minute I got out of St. Pat's <coughs> from the 1st of June. But isn't it amazing the amount of freedom you had from home? Yeah, oh. what would you be like now if your boys do, were... Do you think now that... Uh, so, mum and dad were at loggerheads. Yes. In the home house. So, do you think that's part of the reason why they said... I think she knew I was safe. If once if we get Shane out the, out the road, he'll be grand yeah. and I'll deal with yeah. whatever's happening. Yeah. Here. And I think that <clears throat> Freddie went for a couple of years, Mark went for a couple of years, but I was the one who... I was the one who was big into it. I found my feet and I found my Irish and I found that I could be myself. The, cl- the crack was good during the year at home in Navan. Brilliant crack, don't get me wrong. But I knew there were there were more bounties and treasures ahead yeah. during June, July. So the boys didn't freedom. ever they didn't pursue go, it? No, not as mad as I did. Because Freddie did the leave and God bless him two or three times and I caught up with him by the, by the end. But <laughs> he, it did, like... I just knew that the Irish language, that once I got to June, I was gone and I was on an adventure and I knew I was probably going to fall in love and I knew I was going to get the shift and all the rest. Oh, can and you imagine? Girls coming from Blockleia, August Crockig. And I can still remember That's their it. names and I still oh, remember. But it was yes. just yourself. I still remember. You didn't have other lads with you. Back in them days, I girls did, had, had knickers with of Days of the Week written on it as well. <laughs> Jaloon, Jamort, Jacadian, Ja Saren. Oh, the Saren. Oh. The Saren Nuggets Jahina. Jahina. So I knew that I was let's see, I was free, as you say. Yeah. Trina knew Amazing that I was freedom. safe. And then obviously I was so much into it, I started working full time for them. And then this is way before TG Carr ever started, and way before and then I, from there I went to the Iron Islands, but I just rooted that out yesterday because I knew there was a dossier. It's just funny when you look at it. Have your boys got that grow for Irish? They went to the Clush. They went to Ross Muck for a couple of years in a row and I'm sad the pandemic stopped because they were out there three years in a row and it was social skills they were learning. They were learning to be themselves. They were learning to 
communicate. Yes, they were learning Irish, but there's so much more to going away for three weeks. Somewhere on your own. I said, 11 year old, 12 year old. Now you wouldn't even let them out up to the football pitch on the bike. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. Trina would just let let us go. But you always said it. I think the freedom is huge, man. What's what I always say? Yeah, you always say she never stopped your adventures. Oh no, no. fucking and, that, and Tommy, I swear yeah. to God, I am Loretta taking that on board with my boys. I don't ever want to stop their adventures. Now, last night Shane said, "I think we're going to Santa Ponza for the leave cert. We might do two weeks." <laughs> I said, "What? Two weeks?" And I just he'd be delighted to get going. He will do. look at. They're having adventures as they are now. If four lads can come in and sleep in the room from Kilkenny and Tipperary. They're going to be. Outside. I was barred from the uh, my first. Irish college was in a seer, Milanegate Ochado. Right. And I was barred from the reunion. So myself and Kieran White uh, got we'd go to mass. Kieran de Fuita. Yeah. We'd go to mass every evening. And for some like we just got a fit of giggles one time at mass and we were sitting up at the front. <laughs> and we were called into uh the headman's office. Now I'm not sure if Clauston Naveen was in charge of In But it was a it was uh oh, Seamus a- Liddy Gobby Good to him was the man in charge. Was he a Clashing Vienna? No, man? but that he would he ran he ran some strict, yeah, so very strict. So we just got to fit the giggles at mass. We're only twelve, yeah, and we just we couldn't stop laughing at the priest and mass and the whole jiggery pokery of it and the pronunciation of the words and how serious he was taking it and how countryfied he was and we were on the rock in the middle of the fucking ocean and we just once you start you can't stop. Stomach giggles. The pain. When you want to stop laughing and you can't and the pain is just... And, and you can hear the body beside you. You can't even... And even even if you hear the fella beside you breathe, you're gone for another six minutes and your stomach is hurting you and you don't... You can't be touching any part of his body because if you feel it start to vibrate, you're gone for another six minutes. And we were laughing and laughing and laughing and we couldn't go for Holy Communion or nothing. We were in flitters. And then the fresh air outside and the relief of the mass been over and the freedom and the peace and Seamus Liddy calling us back into the office and him saying to us well I suppose you think you're great boys coming down from Dublin he spoke to us in English so we knew we were really in trouble in trouble and we said we're not from Dublin so we're from Navin (laughs) I suppose you think you're great boys coming down from Navan to laugh at the country people. To be laughing at the priest inside in the holy mass. To spend the whole 40 minutes giggling like sneers. Is that what you say? Pair Navan sneers. <laughs> and we said... No, Did you sorry. want to laugh then? No, because this is serious, man. He'd bathe right. no, he, He'd bathe the head of you. Right. So uh, that put an awful schmacht on the rest of the time. And but I wept when we we so we got the we got the the bus the nave in and back into Galway City and then the train up to Dublin, and I was very fond of a girl that you met. Was it Dervla or Derval? Yes, you met her a recently couple of, a couple of years ago. She was on the Irish Corsairs. Beautiful. What was her name? Derv. Oh yes. What was her name? Derval. Was a dirt looking dirt beautiful. Now you're Posh 12. Dublin. She had a bit of a seancic, nuancic with you, did she? Maybe a kind of a, a dalliance. A kind of a, a kind of a con- An island. A country munge. When no, you were twelve on no, the train. No, no, on, on the island. Maybe in a field, law wall, thrown on the Tronona <laughs> Thrown on the chair. Um and then so they had a reunion. In yeah, November, mm-hmm. uh, where everybody that was on the course would meet in yeah, for, a, a big a, for a big Cayley. And we were so excited. And half the class in Navin went and half the local Mercy convent first years went and up to Dublin. And Daddy driving myself. We used to bring Kieran to school every day. And Daddy driving myself and Kieran up. And me half thinking, I wonder now, will they, will that have any effect because your man said to me, you'll never come and do a course but here But he again. did leave you there. But he didn't there. send us home, but uh-huh. he did say to me, he is well you, marked. You will, you, you'll never be allowed back here again. Oh. But I kind of put that at the back of my mind to do because you're always hopeful as a 12-year-old. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't think that, yeah. And uh, so you arrived up at this thing and you're seeing people walking into the building and you're hearing the... Unsi Nahinsha, Bali Limni and they're all dancing inside and you can't wait to get in and see Dervla again and all the people you had a great laugh with. 
and there's a fella on the door oh, with no. a big list of names and he's oh. taking all the names off. And uh, my father was always disappointed in me. I was always fucking letting him down. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I remember one time in Irish class in fourth year, we had a teacher called Miss Reed and we had to put the word screw the her into, <laughs> into a sentence. Examination. Mm. Screw the her. And I wrote um, that the doctor <laughs> did an examination of the woman lying in the bed. Now, she was very upset at this and she told the, my form year, man, whoever the fuck he was, and my father was called in from work because I wrote this sentence and I remember him saying to me, thanks, Tom, I feel about this big. Oh, That was worse than giving out to you. So I was always letting my father down. I was always, I was never the son he would have dreamed of. I was too contrary. Yeah. I was too, too much of the mother in me. Right, <laughs> and uh, Dad was sitting in the car, and he says, "I'll, I'll just see you go in there because you'd be dropping Navin boys up to Dublin, leaving them on their own yeah. at a night November night, age twelve, like." Oh, Jesus. Kieran goes up and he gets in, and I say, "Tommy Tiernan," and he says, "Your name's not here," oh, no. and I go. Oh, uh, uh, Tomas. Tomas Bacterian. Tomas O'Hearnan. And he says, Oh, yeah, your, your name is here. You're barred. Neil Cadogat chocked this Stop it. Stop, Tommy. And you, you can see them in. all inside. Yeah, I wasn't allowed in. Yeah, you yeah. can so see them. What did you do? I went out and told my dad, and it just kind of compounded his sense well, of you frustration. Do you, you sit in the front of a 1980s car, Hillman Hunter, out. and turn on a bit of. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, That's, Tommy, yeah. how mean barred. was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially so the zero old school yet. pals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, never went. Never, never went. I went twice then to Kloster Lurgon uh, in yes. in but And did you ever see that man again? No, but I've I I brought his name up a few times out in the island, and they would have known. Yeah, they, I think he's passed away, uh, and they would have. Oh yeah, the Liddies. Yeah, yeah. Cross was he? Yeah, maybe he was. Maybe he was going through. Rita, back. did you have any? Did you never I get never the opportunity? As a teenager. I never went to the Gale Tucks. I don't know why or maybe, maybe it was because it was, I had no interest in Irish really. I never did in school. Like we had a very good teacher in national school for Irish and we were, we were exceptionally good when we went into secondary school. So our Irish would have brought us to do our junior search really. We were up to that level of Irish. So it was great. But once I went into the convent, I mean, you were getting taught from nuns that had absolutely now as much Eden Irish and it was it was sort of Are there great out in Mayo? Yeah, Bell Mullet would be a Bell uh, Mullet, yeah. Be yeah. And Ackle, I presume Ackle. It's not as strong, it wouldn't no. be as many Grail Tucks as Donegal or Galway, but Galway, yeah. there's a history was, of good Irish in North of, Mayo. None of like my friends went to the Gaeltuck. The only ones that ever went to the Gaeltuck in school with me were ones that went on to become teachers or, you know, kind of like national school teachers. But I don't know, they must have known then that they wanted to do it. But it wasn't a massive thing. The Gaeltuck never went. You see, if it's not in your school, if there's not a teacher yeah. driving it and if it's not at your friends going. Once Noreen. Noreen Walchart. Noreen Walchart. She was the one that sent us. If there's a, fr- a couple of friends going, it's the instant. Yeah, you course, go back home and yeah. go, do you know who's going to We still love Noreen. Yeah, we love Noreen. We love Noreen Why? Because that's the woman. Because she was our Irish teacher. Yeah. And, she, and, she was and, and our music teacher. And she wrote, you know, she'd ask us to write an essay every yeah. Friday and then you'd write yeah. Yeah, the hardback copy and you'd hand up the hardback copy and... That's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one yeah, of the great yeah. stories. That was one oh, of the great yes, yeah, yeah. So she had a... Yeah. She had a lovely... Um, she had a lovely blast. <laughs> lovely blast. But... I do remember... But we like were, you, it was definitely taught out of us in secondary school. We, we didn't have a big... It wasn't It wasn't proper. Like, we had one good teacher I had for my Leaving Cert Irish, which was grand. But other than that, it was... Like, you're remembering that Derville girl, and I know you have images I in your head. I can't remember her surname, but I, you met her recently. I know, and she was fantastic looking Beautiful lady. Beautiful looking lady. She, I remember... She'd t- be in her... So we were the same age back then, so she's probably five or six years older than me now. See, I was getting more shift and I was getting sure, more... the same I was, age back I, then. I was getting more action oh, yeah. at the Grail Talk yeah, so you than I was in Diamonds. Or I was... Because I wasn't allowed out. I was 14, 15. I wasn't allowed out into the nightclubs yet in Avon. So I was... I was. I know a few little bits of shifting in Avon, but not, But at 14, 15, 16, I was cutting... The Grail Talk. The Grail Talk. Are you kidding and me? And I was she pushing boundaries. Oh. I was pushing boundaries. Boundaries that were, were, were ready to... Be it was like the Hill of Tara. My body was oh, like the Hill of Tara. It was like Columbus discovering America. It was like 
And then you'd be going back to the boys well, telling them all the exciting yeah, and stories. I remember vividly, I, I remember vividly the couple of girls that I did strong lines with in the Gaeltacht. One was from Stellorgan. Her first name was Neve, and I'm not going to give you her second name. Why not? She was like a model. She was a model and she was into me. She was a model. And then the second one, there was another one from Dunboyne and her first name was Nasa. Oh, Nasa. And then there was another one. Nasa, take, was me, to, a, take me to the moon. Take me to the moon. <laughs> there was another girl then that I fell head over heels in love with at 16 years of age. Yeah. And she, she was, she was a, she was a Ord Kinner as well, which is a high coon. Oh, so which were, means at night time when everyone else is oh, in bed, you were allowed we to could do. go down to the Shomra Fornia, the staff room for a cup of tea around 11. Oh. And there was almost like footsies in under the table and stuff. Oh, yeah. I'd be looking around like a Sneel and then Ellen Shaw. No. And then I'd give her the nod. And, no, we, and, she, and she'd slip out of her Nazi uniform and million. <laughs> This girl went what on was her to be name? a ballet dancer, a professional ballet dancer. First name, just mm, and I'm not going to give supermodels and ballet dancers. This, this girl was she was she was she was about to go to London. This to, definitely happened. She was after. about to go to London to study ballet, and that got my ears. Oh, were you I all was, flustered? She with was this. big into me. She could put her hips behind her ears. <laughs> she was obviously into me because I had the sort of I give had, us her first I had the hothouse flower look back then. It was yeah, the, oh, totally. the hippie, a gin earring. Uh, yeah, the oh, big gypsy yeah, earring. Totally. And I was getting more into my Celtic, like a big geranium. I was like my big inner patchouli oil Hector I was into fucking fl- I was a, I was a, I was an Irish you were a charmer as well I was an Irish mystic and a charmer and we sh- we went out with each other for the three weeks and a bit after that but at night time you like a cross between Mick Hucknall and Dahi O'Shea <laughs> No, Mick Hucknall and Liam O'Malley, Tommy. Yeah. But then we'd meet at two in the morning on some little oh. quiet area. But it's the freedom of it, Hector. Oh, man. Man. And I, all summer nights imagine, in the West. Imagine going to shift a bird, a girl, at the Gaeltacht at one in the morning, slipping down these long passageways in boarding schools in the computer. And your mother yeah. 400 miles away in a house in Navan. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, you'd meet at the... At right, Bula Midlikhele, I can shan letters and accolation shape ill. And you had to arrange it during the day. Yeah, and this is at two o'clock at night, creaking doors. <laughs> and you'd run down the passageway. Oh, and then creaky boards. She was there then, doing her ballet stretches. <laughs> <laughs> and then it would just be straight up against the wall for the heavy shift. No chance. Yeah. And the lava going everywhere because the lava is shit, because the lava is sus. Lavish <laughs> <laughs> And it was all French kissing because French kissing back then was the fucking go to in the 80s. You're playing her like a double bass. (laughs) (laughs) It was one hand down the back, (laughs) and the hand was gone, and there was another hand working the big, it was ambidextrous, walking, walking, and then it was (laughs) one old hand holding her class, and I got cat style. <laughs> it was going up and the, the, the Mickey was fucking throbbing and it was oh, can you imagine? Oh, yeah. But the French kissing went on for days. It was like no because those Special were, Olympics. <laughs> and then and then back up you go to your little to your dormitory and hop into bed into your little sleeping bag. Oh yeah. And Tommy wasn't allowed to And the go next to day things. then you'd be getting your breakfast and you just look down to Bordache where she was on charge of Bordache. Would you give her what, what, what romance? Go, what yeah. romance? Or would you not pretend you knew her at all during the day? She went on to be a professional ballet dancer in London for many, many years. Oh, those were great days. <laughs> and thanks to Trina. <laughs> thanks to Trina for, for the memory. And there. would you ever Google her now and see what she looks like? Uh, what she's at? Uh, maybe a couple of years ago I tried to look on Facebook. I can't find them. They're all probably married and they don't look a thing like they did when they were 16. <laughs> Speak for yourselves. No, some of them don't, but some of them do. But you don't, I don't even recognise them. But what I recognise is the imagery in my head and their names and their parishes. And those moments. What would happen if you did? If you, if those you, moments. If Somebody's you, listening to this now. It's no more than Freddie with the car when he was in Betty's Town and, and all that. And and what would happen now. if you as, know, as I was the woman in the, the front of the car? What would happen now is people in, in your mid 50s <laughs> if you tried to reenact it? <laughs> Try to reenact what, to re-enact it. what? The Shefton? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like meeting someone down there. Uh, uh, in Akalisha Shapel. Yeah, yeah. Like a Shan Leris. Uh, imagine two 50-year-olds meeting <laughs> down a lane. 
two o'clock imagine, in the morning. Imagine two fifty year olds texting you. I'll meet you at the back of the G8 club over by the Maybe wall. they do, some 50-year-olds. Maybe. But sure, isn't that how dogging and all that started? Oh, how the fuck did it come out of that? No, but like, but that's what older people go dogging, don't they? Older people? Well, well, I don't know anything about like, it. I'll meet you at the car park at Dunedee Forest Park. I'll meet do you they have WhatsApp groups? Imagine, do you think? I'll meet you at the. I'll meet you at the back of the football. It's group. like our mothers and others group. Who's out? For, who's out tonight? Like what's happening? Who's coming to the hall? Is that the sort oh, of stuff were, that people going into the WhatsApp group? The shift the shifting days. Yeah, but that's why I loved the girl talks. Yes, I was I was loving the Irish language, but it was also freedom. I had my love freedom. life. My love life was freedom. Brilliant, brilliant. That's a good one. Have we a name for the show? Because I got one from okay, Dermot. Okay, go ahead. Dermot Hillary, in, who's in Sydney in Australia, and he says Tina Turner. Tina and Tina and T Y N T Y N A G H. Slon. On a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.